0: This week, celebrating the Easter octave, we've gone through almost all of the resurrection accounts from the four different gospels. And today we have this, the, the, almost the ending of Mark's gospel, which is a strikingly different account. Really, we have here sort of a summary of a number of different resurrection appearances. But what strikes me as I read this is just how unreceptive the apostles were to the news of Jesus' resurrection. We have Mary Magdala sees Jesus first and goes back and tells them, and they don't believe. We hear these two other companions, which we could parallel to the Road to Emmaus story from Luke, and they encounter Jesus and they go back and tell the apostles, and they don't believe them either. So then Jesus has to turn up himself to the rest of the 11, and he reproached them for their incredulity and obstinacy because they had refused to believe. So, perhaps the apostles weren't always perfectly full of faith and holiness and open to what Jesus was revealing to them. But, you know, perhaps in our own doubts and lack of faith, we can find some encouragement with the the humanness of the apostles. But we also have, at the end of these verses from Mark, um, what is sometimes called the Great Commission, what Jesus tells them to do. Now that he's risen from the dead, now that he's appeared to them, What is it their task to do? What is it our task as church to do? He says, go out to the whole world and proclaim the good news to all of creation. So whether they were able to hear this good news at first or believe it first, that doesn't matter. Now they've encountered the risen Jesus. And the important thing is that this news isn't just for the apostles themselves, but this is the good news for everyone. And it is now their task and they pass it on to us as church. It is our task. To share that good news with everybody. And we see again, as I've spoken about over the last few days, that confidence and single mindedness in Peter and John in our first reading, again, because they know that this is what Jesus has asked them to do to witness to him and to share that good news with everybody. And that's what they're going to do. And nothing's going to stop them. Here they're. In, in front of the, um, the Jewish leaders who were interrogating them, trying to stop them from talking about Jesus. And Peter simply stands up and says, you know, you can judge whether we should listen to you or whether we should listen to God, because we can't stop proclaiming what we've seen and what we've heard. So the task that was given to the apostles and the task that we inherit is a very simple one. But if we've encountered the good news of Jesus's life and his victory um, and his love for us, then we are asked by God to go and share that with others. Um, And there's a few other notes I wanted to find in in our first reading that are very encouraging to us because that could be a very daunting task. How do we convince people of this truth? How do we bring it before them in a way that will be effective? Um, Because, you know... Many of you, I'm sure, haven't studied the scriptures or studied theology, or or you're not you know, great orators that are going to stand up and preach to the world or preach to thousands. But as Peter and John share this, the Jewish leaders are struck exactly by the fact that they are uneducated laymen. They're struck by the fact that they are simple, and yet they still have this boldness. So our... Our sharing of the gospel doesn't need to come out of education or of intellectual understanding, but it comes out of our experience of Jesus, ourselves. We share the good news as we have experienced it. And it says they were amazed by, where was, they were astonished at the assurance that Peter and John had. They weren't astonished at their eloquence or at their arguments or at their logical consistency. They were simply amazed by the, consi- the Authenticity and the boldness, the confidence that they had. And so God doesn't need to give us the amazing, perfect arguments and words to say, but he wants, he, he's given us the encounter that we've had with the truth, and he invites us to share that. So sharing sharing the gospel message in our lives, you know, you most people listening to this, I'm sure, are not, you know, it's not your job to proclaim the word as it is mine, like standing up here. But it can be as simple as telling someone that you believe in Jesus or telling someone that you can go to church and being prepared to say why honest to what this means for you, honest to, to what you've experienced of God and of the church and of God's grace and why you would want to love him and serve him. That's the good news that you've received. And sharing that, um, fulfilling this command that Jesus gives us to share that good news with all of creation can be as simple as sharing your experience, um, testifying to how God has worked in your life. Um, So even if we in our weakness don't believe immediately everything that God says to us or does to us, we can still have the boldness to respond to God's invitation and look for those opportunities where we can um, witness something of God's goodness to anyone who's around us who's willing to listen.